You're listening to When Humanitarians Kill, which is a podcast investigation into the infected blood scandal in Australia. And g'day, this is your host, Charles McKenzie. And I'm actually recording this on Thursday evening, Thursday the 8th of June, 2023. Now, uh, the reason for uh, recording uh, is uh, today marks one year since I wrote a letter to Australia's uh, then new Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. They'd, uh, we'd had a, a, a general election here in Australia and uh, it had brought in a new Labour Prime Minister, this man, Anthony Albanese. And I wrote to him basically uh, pleading with him that he do something for the Australian victims of what was a, a global scandal. This is this infected blood scandal where blood supplies around the world before the 2000s had been compromised by deadly viruses like hepatitis C and in the 1980s, of course, by HIV AIDS. And um, we have had, uh, we weren't immune here in Australia and we've, you know, proportionately got just as many victims and people affected by the scandal as, as, as the Canadians did or the Irish did or the British have done. Uh, or any other nation has done. And in fact, there are some, by some estimates, uh, we've been even worse off than many countries, particularly if you look at, say, uh, with the tainted blood treatments uh, used by people with bleeding disorders here in Australia, 1,400 haemophiliacs have been killed here in Australia. So a year went by and uh, Anthony Albanese's uh, officers um, acknowledged receipt of my letter but I never got a reply, and, and, and that disturbed me because, um, you know, it wasn't just haemophiliacs, of course, who were uh, impacted by this. It was also uh, elective surgery patients, um, transplant patients, uh, anyone who received a blood transfusion um, or other people who received different types of blood products, um, that they could be in the firing line. You know, you, you could have – we've had people who received um, – as I say, uh, 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 elective surgery, who, who didn't need these blood transfusions to survive, they, they, or they could have delayed their surgery, and uh, ended up with this deadly virus, hepatitis C. And then, of course, there's been, uh, because of the cover-up, uh, so many people didn't even know that they'd been infected with this virus, and uh, hepatitis C can be asymptomatic. Um, you, might, you might not know that you're, you're suffering from something, but that doesn't mean to say it's, it's not doing damage. And what happened to so many people was that uh, they found out years later that they had liver damage or liver cirrhosis. So this was this is an, an, an urgent matter. It is, it is by any metric our nation's uh, deadliest medical scandal until uh, you know it's surpassed by uh, potentially what's been happening of late. But um, the prime minister never replied. It's pretty remarkable. It's pretty remarkable that, uh, you know, given the fact that he knows all about this issue, he knows all about it from when he was opposition leader, and he knows all about it from a close uh, friend of his, an associate of his called the Reverend Bill Cruz, who, of course, campaigned alongside me years ago. Uh, and he's out at uh, Ashfield's Uniting Church, and he has the the, the, the Bill Cruz Foundation and uh, works so much and has done such good work for uh, the disadvantaged and, and the homeless here in Australia, and he really has. He's a really good bloke. Now, he, okay, uh, he has uh, spoken to Anthony Albanese all about this scandal, and Albanese knows that children were knowingly harmed 
Okay, so that really surprised me when we didn't get a reply. This is the we we're talking about is Infected Blood Australia. Uh, I'm the president of this campaign group, this support group for those people impacted and affected by this this uh, tainted blood scandal. So today marks exactly one year since I wrote that letter, and we'll we'll put the links to these letters in the show the show notes. Okay, for you to look at. And uh, what I'm going to do now is read out the letter that I've sent exactly one year to the day. I've sent a letter to uh, Albanese, dated Wednesday, 8th of June, today, 2023. Dear Prime Minister, we wrote to you on this day exactly one year ago, pleading with you to help the Australian victims of the infected blood scandal. Although your officers acknowledge receipt of our letter, we have been disappointed not to have received a reply. As your government knows, before the 2000s, children and other patients with bleeding disorders were knowingly given tainted blood products. 1,400 Australians with haemophilia have been killed. Tens of thousands of blood transfusion recipients were also impacted by the deadly virus, hepatitis C, which is a leading reason for liver transplantation in Australia today and has seen thousands of Australians die due to liver cancer it causes. For decades, and due to a criminal cover-up that your government is continuing, the Australian families that have been impacted by this atrocity have been ruined by denial of acknowledgement and assistance. As you are well aware, victims of the exact same scandal in Canada and the United Kingdom have already been compensated and receiving care. Contrast that with the situation in Australia, Prime Minister, where kids who grew up with HIV or where mothers who are infected with either HIV or hepatitis C and who lost everything because of it are not able to access even one hour of counselling. I repeat, Prime Minister, not even one hour of counselling for something that destroyed their lives. We will not willingly be subjected to any more of this tyranny. If you don't call for the necessary legal investigations and if you don't help, make available, if you don't make help available for victims and their effective family members, we are going to go to police and make a criminal complaint about what you are doing to tens of thousands of innocent Australians. Charles McKenzie, President, Infected Blood Australia. So there you go. That's the letter that uh, we sent today. And uh, I am very, very serious if you follow our Infected Blood Australia uh, social media, you, uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter, uh, and uh, we're very you know, censored on, on all of these things, and, and Facebook, uh, very much so. Uh, not so much Twitter, but now that it's been liberated by Elon Musk, but uh, on Instagram and Facebook, we've been censored to oblivion. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you'll see that um, I've had to uh, make it clear my, my health is uh, not, not going so well. Um and in fact, uh, just in recent days, I yeah, I really, I, I didn't realise it would uh, move as quickly as this. But I've been having some problems walking, and and uh, I'm on lots of medicinal cannabis to even be able to talk now. I've got failing motor function uh, due to a whole bunch of problems, and uh, you know, I, I in this last uh, in 2020, I was a witness to the UK's infected blood inquiry, and I spent seven months giving evidence uh, off and on. Uh, with them, and uh, it was uh, pretty stressful because I um, this wasn't a statement for myself. This was a statement on behalf of Australia, so I had to really uh, 
make sure I got it right. I, I was talking about something that affects, you know, so many thousands of families here. And that was happening while COVID, while, you know, this once in a century uh, nightmare type thing was happening, uh, with, complete with these lockdowns and all the fear and all of that and QR codes and having to wear masks, even though I've got a, a breathing disorder. And, uh, you know, I, I've actually been denied treatment for three years. Do you know that? Yeah, I've actually had, uh, I've been told by one doctor I managed to see who wasn't a specialist in my haematology, he was a neurologist, he felt that I'd come out of remission for my severe aplastic anemia, which is bone marrow failure, and the twits at um, at the Royal Prince Alfred Hospital that uh, one of my GPs had sent me to for an urgent uh, MRI scan uh, because he thought I might have had a stroke because I've had these sort of symptoms. Uh, it's like I've got mad cow's disease. Uh, type symptoms, and RPA wouldn't allow me to have an MRI scan because I hadn't had one of their ridiculous COVID injections. So um, there you go. That set me back massively. I had to eventually I did get an MRI and it showed I've got vasculitis and inflammation on my brain. Um, I've, but I've, I've, I've got uh, uh, bone marrow signaling problems in my, in my bone marrow. I didn't. I thought my bone marrow was just uh, for making blood, uh, red cells, platelets, white cells, and it's it's not done that uh, as well as it might because it, I've been in a partial remission. I haven't had a bone marrow transplant I, that I needed, but it, uh, I, I lived out some of these years. But I didn't realise it would affect my motor function, and um, also the hepatitis C, which I still have, has caused an autoimmune condition called cryoglobulinemia, which is causing yeah, hearing loss at night and other problems with blood flow and even vision loss at times. So I'm not in the best shape. And so uh, I'm in business when I say to Australia's Prime Minister, uh, you know, I'm not doing this because I'm ill and possibly dying or, or about to be incapacitated or something. No, no, no. I'm doing this because, um, you know, it's time. We've we've got that much evidence. We know that children were knowingly harmed and uh, I've given my evidence to the UK. I'm waiting on a British judge to give his opinion on what should be done with the evidence that I've brought forward, but it's it's because I can no longer allow survivors and their families, okay, and, and parents who lost kids not to have access to the sort of justice that you, you you have to have in a first world country. I'm very I'm I am ultimately a patriot of Australia. I love my country. I won't allow it. And my great hope is that Australia's Prime Minister does the right thing and and, and does so immediately because uh, as I say, uh, my health's not too crash hot and there's no way I'm gonna leave this fight without making sure justice happens, especially when kids have been knowingly harmed and when women have been infected with a deadly virus in childbirth and ended up abandoned and having lost everything in their thousands. I'm not copying that. And I'm not copying that when people have been denied information about the fact they were infected with a deadly virus and have gone decades and not been able to access the treatment that would have helped them, um, you know, and end up with liver failure or liver cirrhosis as a result of the denial of information. That's criminal my name is Charles McKenzie. Thank you very much for listening to this special edition of uh, When Humanitarians Kill. And uh, we'll be back soon with uh, yet another interview, hopefully. Uh, if there's a, if you're uh, someone who's been impacted by this scandal, uh, you can contact me at um, cm at whenhumanitarianskill.com.au and uh, I'd love to interview you. If, uh, yeah, if you'd like to share what's happened because there are thousands of us out there, thousands of people infected and affected by this scandal. Until next time, thank you very much for listening.